folks, welcome to episode 89 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. So this week, we've got some sad news, unfortunately, for the podcast. Uh, I have lost my co-host. Unfortunately, uh, Joe McManus has uh, moved on from Canonical, and uh, we do wish Joe all the best. Um, Joe was a fantastic uh, manager for me personally, and a fantastic co-host on the podcast, and really helped to grow and expand the Ubuntu security team. Uh, So I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but um, yeah, so it's going to be me on my own uh, for the next while. Uh, The podcast itself may change a little bit um, depending on scope and priorities and all that sort of stuff. Uh, But anyway, yeah, so we will uh, continue though. Uh, And so for this week, we're just going to have our usual roundup of vulnerabilities from the past week. Uh, So starting that off, we had an update for LibMySofa. Uh, the five CVEs were addressed for Ubuntu 18.04 long-term support. Uh, there was our usual mix of things that we see in our libraries written in C, in this case, um, out-of-bounds, uh, memory reads and writes, uh, null pointer dereferences, uh, heat buffer overflow, and most of these would lead to you know, denial of service because you're um, parsing untrusted input files, uh, but maybe potentially code execution as well uh, in those memory overwrite cases. We also had an update for Firefox for Ubuntu releases 16.04, 18.04, and 20.04 long-term support. In this case, uh, this was updating to the latest upstream version uh, 80.0. And again, our usual kind of sorts of fixes that we see in web browsers in particular, you know, if you visit an attacker-controlled website, they could potentially perform a denial of service attack against you, or maybe install malicious extensions, spoof the URL bar so you didn't know, you know, where you were actually viewing. You know, be able to perform phishing or that kind of thing. Um, leak sensitive info across origins, so cross-origin attacks and potentially remote code execution as well. Uh, there was also some fixes in there for the embedded copy of NSS, uh, which is the crypto library uh, done by Mozilla, uh, in particular for some side channel attacks against a couple of different crypto implementations there, as well as a fix for a possible race condition when importing uh, certificate information into the trust store uh, that could then have unspecified impact uh, as per upstream. So yeah, that was uh, fixed by the upgrade to Firefox there. We had an update to Squid as well for Ubuntu releases 16.04 and 18.04 long-term support to fix four different uh, CVEs. That was done uh, last week, but unfortunately this caused a regression for uh, some users if you were using ICAP or ECAP protocols to do uh, content adaptation. Uh, So that was fixed uh, by another update this week. Uh, We also had an update for Crony for one CVE in Ubuntu releases 18.04 and 20.04 long-term support. In this case, Crony uh, would create a PID file so that you know it would only run one instance of itself. Uh, it does. Uh, Crony is also you know quite intelligent as such. It drops privileges, so it starts as root, but then drops privileges to be unprivileged, so that you know if it were to be exploited, uh, you're not you've got uh, least privilege there. Uh, but unfortunately, it creates the PID file as root before it drops privileges, and it was then vulnerable to a possible symlink attack. So uh, someone could go and create a symlink at uh, the location of the PID file before Crony is started. That could point to somewhere else on your file system. Uh, Crony would then go and create its PID file following that symlink and potentially overriding whatever was already in uh, in the destination of that symlink. Uh, so yeah, traditional symlink attack there uh, that was fixed for Crony. We had an update as well for NSS, so I mentioned that previously within the context of Firefox, but in this case in the system NSS as well. Uh, This was one CVE that was for NSS in Ubuntu releases 20.04 and 14.04 extended security maintenance, plus 16.04, 18.04 and 20.04 long-term support. 
In this case, it was to fix a uh, possible out of bounds read uh, for the ChaCha20 uh, cipher uh, if it was performing decryption with undersized tags specified. Uh, so yeah, that was fixed for NSS. We also had an update for Python RSA for Ubuntu 14.04 extended security maintenance. In this case, it would ignore leading null or zero bytes uh, in the ciphertext when it was performing decryption. Uh, and so that then could you know, allow an attacker to potentially determine you know, what was happening there. Uh, so that was fixed to basically just check that the length of what was to be decrypted matches the actual cipher block size. And if it doesn't, you know, to reject it. We had an update as well for uh, Django, two CVEs for this for Ubuntu 20 for long-term support. Uh, this did potentially affect other versions of the Django. However, it depended on actually a change to uh, Python, the underlying Python distribution. So in Ubuntu 20 for long-term support, Python 3.7 is the default. And there was a behavioral change there compared to say 3.6, which would mean that uh, directories that got created as intermediate directories, in, in this case in the Django cache, would have incorrect permissions. Uh, and so this, as I say, only does affect Django when used with Python 3.7, not say with Python 3.6, hence why this uh, you know, doesn't apply to earlier Ubuntu releases. But that was fixed for Django in Ubuntu 20.04 long-term support. We had an update as well for OpenStack Keystone, uh, four CVEs that were fixed for that in Ubuntu 18.04 long-term support. All of these were around incorrect handling of various um, things like EC2 permissions uh, and EC2 signature time to live checks as well. Uh, and finally, uh, around incorrect handling of OAuth, OAuth 1 roles. And in each case, you could end up um, potentially getting elevated permissions as a result. Uh, we had an update for NetSNMP, so I spoke out this last week. Uh, that update unfortunately caused a regression as well, uh, which meant that the NS extended cache time uh, attribute was not able to be set on the MIB anymore. Uh, so that was done because uh, allowing that, essentially allowing modification of the MIB uh, could uh, be used to perform a, a privilege escalation attack, which is what the previous fix was for. Uh, so instead upstream added a new uh, cache time feature flag to be able to set this instead. Uh, so yeah, look out for that if you were using that feature. We had an update as well for free RDP 10 CVEs that were fixed for Ubuntu releases 18.04 and 20.04 long-term support. Uh, this is uh, the remote desktop uh, library and being written in C again, various kind of memory corruption issues were fixed in this. So things resulting in out of bounds, reads or writes, uh, use after freeze and that kind of thing. So again, uh, a lot of these would maybe result in a crash, but if you've got a skilled attacker, they could get potentially a code execution if they can do all the right things with uh, memory layout and that kind of thing. We had an update as well for ARC. Uh, this is the uh, file archive handler. Uh, in this case, well, I crafted tar archive with symlinks pointing outside of the working directory would just get uh, extracted and you know, things would follow those symlinks and get blatted over or you know, created, create those files with your own permission. So it could allow potential uh, arbitrary override of files. Uh, so kind of like a zip slip attack, but in this case for tar, would that be a tar slip? I don't know. Anyway, uh, we had an update for ARC. <laughs> We then had updates for the Linux kernel. So these are the last of the updates for the week. We had updates for the kernels in uh, Ubuntu 20.04 uh, long-term support. That's a 5.4 kernel for the kernel as well in Ubuntu 18.04, which is a 4.15 kernel, and uh, Ubuntu 16.04, which is the 4.4 kernel. Each of these is then used as the hardware enablement kernel on the, generally the previous LTS release. Uh, and they all fix similar issues. So these covered things like a memory leak in a USB audio and USB testing drivers uh, that could allow you know, a local attacker to exhaust memory. 
Uh, there was an issue with um, the mremap system call with uh, DAX uh, uh, huge pages. So if you are using DAX uh, storage technology, that could be uh, potentially exploited. There was also uh, issues around things like the Spectre type mitigations. So uh, things like speculative store bypass disable, uh, indirect, indirect branch predictor barrier and indirect branch speculation, uh, all those various mitigation techniques that are used to try and uh, stop Spectre type attacks, uh, the microarchitectural side channel attacks, were able to potentially be bypassed. So they have all been hardened up a bit more. Uh, there was also an issue around uh, crafted XFS uh, file system metadata being able to cause uh, a crash. Uh, there was an issue with mishandling of cgroup uh, v2 reference counts, again, that would cause a null pointer dereference and a crash. So yeah, a, a real mixed bag of stuff there fixed for the kernels. And uh, yeah, a lot of those issues applied to the other kernels that I mentioned as well. So yeah, expect a kernel update if you haven't received it already. And that takes us to the end of this week's roundup of security issues. So yeah, as I mentioned at the start, uh, I did want to take a little bit of time here to uh, talk about my uh, fantastic co-host, Joe McManus. Uh, Joe has moved on from Canonical. Uh, I um, really just want to thank you, Joe, for uh, everything that you did for our team and helping to grow our team and expand our team. Uh, the guidance you gave us, um, like your, I guess you had a real focus on uh, customer and operational uh, security, which has been a real uh, um, improvement for our team because obviously uh, a lot of us are real kind of more software security nerds and Linux security nerds and uh, having that more um, I guess understanding of how uh, our customers actually use things and deploy things uh, was really beneficial to our team. Uh, we're all really sad to see you go. I in particular am really sad uh, not to have you as co-host on the podcast anymore. Uh, I'm going to miss yeah, all our chats and things and talking about what books we're reading and things. Uh, I'm not really reading anything at the moment. Uh, things are so busy. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, thank you, Joe. Um, yeah, we really wish you uh, all the best in your future endeavors. And I'm sure we will get you back on the podcast to talk about you know, whatever security stuff you are now doing uh, in whatever context it is. Uh, I'd love to have you back. All right, uh, as usual, if you want to get in contact with the team, uh, you can reach us at security at Ubuntu.com. We are also on the Ubuntu Harden channel on irc.freenode.net. Uh, you can go post a topic on the security section of discourse to Ubuntu.com. And finally, we are on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec as well if you want to find us there. Okay, so thanks everyone for listening again for another week. Uh, I will be back with you again next week. Uh, and remember, until then, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.